L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. Bienvenido a Kaiser Permanente. El doctor ya te puede ver. Verá que aunque eres muy activo, ahora te cansas más rápido de lo normal. Verá que a menudo almuerzas comida rápida. Verá que pones a tu familia primero y tu salud tiende a caer en segundo o tercer lugar. Y claro que verá que tienes el azúcar alto, igual que tu papá. En Kaiser Permanente trabajamos juntos para ver todo lo que tú eres y darte el cuidado que tú mereces. Kaiser Permanente, para todo lo que tú eres. We are going to talk to Catherine Reyes Boyd in just a moment. Uh, she's been president of the Western States Petroleum Association, and she oversees the gas and oil industry operations and advocacy in, in all the Western states. Uh, in an hour, uh, Newsom has said they're gonna, there's going to be a flex alert. They're going to ask people to uh, reduce their power usage uh, between 4 and 9 o'clock, including not plugging in your electric car for five hours. This comes just a few days after he announced that they are banning electric car sales by 2035. And in fact, uh, in just uh, three years and uh, four months, it's uh, going to be uh, one-third of the car supply. It's going to be electric by Newsom's mandate, one-third. The uh, dealerships, the manufacturers have to sell in California 35% electric cars. Now, that's assuming people buy them, and that's what's going to be really entertaining. Will they actually buy them? But nobody wants to talk about that, and very few in the media want to discuss it. I can't tell you how I, I've spent. I'm working hard this week, not only because you know Ken's not here, he's on vacation, but I'm also trying to find, because somewhere somebody writes about all the details on the practicality of all this, and we went through it extensively yesterday. But whether there, we have an electrical grid uh, for uh, 
all electric cars, and we don't. Whether we have charging stations, we're way, way short on that. And a lot of them don't work, and most of them are really slow. So there's a lot of stuff not being covered, but it's all true. And uh, a lot of people aren't going to find out about it until these mandates go through and you realize that life, by design, is going to be made very difficult here. All right, let's get Catherine Reyes-Boyd on from the uh, Western States Petroleum Association. Catherine, how are you? I'm good, John. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, I keep thinking I'm going insane. He uh, Newsom announces this uh, ban on gas-powered cars at a certain point in the future. Uh, over a third of the sales have to be uh, electric cars by 2026, and yet now we're not supposed to plug in our car between four and nine, probably for the next week. Am, am I missing something here? Well, I'm glad I'm not the only one who is going insane because uh, this is no plan that uh, I would like to be a part of because, as you rightly said, in just over three years, the sale of these electric vehicles they're going to average about $66,000 each, and they're going to more than need to double. So there's no really plan to make that happen other than likely raising costs to consumers. Uh, I wouldn't buy an electric car if every time it gets hot, I can't plug it in for five hours a day, especially after I get home from work. I'm just simply not yeah. playing that game. Yeah, I'm glad because I hope many people aren't going to play that game because we only have 11% of the needed charging infrastructure for this plan. And the taxpayers are going to have to pay billions of dollars to rush to add new chargers while we're trying to keep the lights on. And we're already seeing this right now. So not only that, but we've got, you know, this is probably just the start, right? If you like the freedom of choosing the vehicle that's best for your family, if you oppose taxes on every mile you travel, if you don't like uh, being told when you can drive and where you can drive, if you have a boat, an RV, an off-road vehicle, I'd take a real serious look at this ban that's coming your way. Why are we so short of, of electricity, generating electricity? It seems like the, the, there must have been bad decisions that have gone on for decades. Well, let's talk about two of them. We uh, made a concerted effort in this state to, not we, but the governor and the legislature, to take natural gas power plants offline. Why? Not because natural gas isn't affordable and clean and available, but because it's fossil. And so since they don't want fossil, took natural gas power plants offline. Cheapest, cleanest, available, reliable fuel. And in our infinite wisdom, we also decided to not um, keep the Diablo power plant and it, the nuclear power plant and trying to obviously take it offline. And both of these would allow us to continue to keep the lights on, would be a great way to have an all of the above energy strategy, which I think, you know, John, we're all for. You know, why put all your eggs in one basket? Right. Nobody does that. Develop, you know, develop everything. Develop everything. Wind, solar, liquid fuels, biofuels, hydrogen, renewable natural gas, renewable diesel. All these are great choices, which the state of California does not want to do because they have a single focus on 100% electrification, which is not a plan. It is a plan. It's just a plan for disaster. What's going to happen in the near future that is going to impact people's lives? And let's say we get to 2026 and there's a big shortage of cars on the dealership lot that are gas-powered, 
and suppose the drought continues and and you know we have all these blackouts because we're losing hydroelectric power because of the drought it just seems yeah. like eventually there's a day's going to come and everyone's going to realize this whole system isn't working at all i i i really hope that we don't have to wait for that day because affordability is totally on the on the plate here um, and as you know, even if you stop the sale of, of, of internal combustion engines, you are still going to have 36 million of them driving around until this lovely transition plan um, actually comes to fruition. And they have to be fueled. They have to be fueled, John. Where are they going to be fueled? They're going to be fueled by, by the very companies that they're trying to put out of business. And I mean, it's tied to, to to production, John, because look the other side of the equation. You need crude oil out of the ground to make gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. So what are they doing right now as we speak? They are voting to put a 3,200 setback on every oil well in the state of California, which would drop our local production down significantly. So now what do we got to do? We got to import it from places that, you know, don't particularly have our environmental standards we got to put it on a tanker. We got to move it across well, the the marine environment right. and congested ports and raise raise prices again on that end. So this, this is what I don't understand. We 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 cut oil production here, but then we have to buy the oil as you said from somewhere else. It is the same amount of greenhouse gases going into the air. It's actually it's worse because, you know, in Saudi Arabia or Venezuela, their oil production facilities are much dirtier than ours. By far. So it's not saving anything for the planet. Not only is it not saving anything for the planet, when you when you think about that plan, it increases greenhouse gases. And what happens to the state of California? Higher costs for the very crude oil that you could have been producing here. And into the very same communities that are complaining at congested ports. So what what are you doing? You're losing taxes, you're losing jobs, you're losing revenues, and you're increasing greenhouse gas. What kind of a plan is this? Okay, so why are they doing this? This is where I start to question, question my okay, sanity. It's not going to help the climate. It's actually going to worsen the climate problems that they because believe in. Because this is all political, John. It has nothing to do with facts, with science, with energy realism, we all know, and you know, we can we can strive to meet these climate change goals in a way that doesn't tank the economy. But that is not a politically acceptable message to this governor who wants to vilify the very industry who could help him get there. It's all political. But why? But, but, but political. what is the political upside of this? He's got to go on uh, online today on the radio. And and beg people to unplug their electric cars for five hours. He's he's got to make an address for a half an hour. I don't see how this benefits him. He looks like a I, fool up there. I'm with you. I am totally with you. And wait till the rest of the nation wakes up. I'm sure you've you've heard the the statement. One seventy seven states. One seventy seven states are states. You know, and it's throughout the nation that have the ability to adopt California's plan. They have to adopt it lock, stock, and bill. They can't change anything. They have to adopt it. So why did the Florida, the situation in, in running Florida ads get so much attention? Because Florida woke up and said, oh, my God, this is not what we want. So we've got to educate people across this nation as to 
the lack of a plan California has and the economic impact it has on the every consumer of this state. And oh, by the way, John, as you've said so many times on the air, we're less than 1% of the greenhouse gas emissions in the world. So how much economic harm are we willing to bring on ourselves? That's what floors me all the time. We are so tiny compared to the rest of the world. And Newsom acts like, you know, we're, we're China. We want to be a leader. And I would say to be a leader, you should have a plan that balances the economy with the environment, which is quite doable. But that is not what we're doing here. That is not this plan. This plan is 100 percent electrification of the entire transportation system, okay. which is insane. Uh, can you hang on a minute? I want to talk about the electrical grid that we have here in California. OK, you got some time? Yeah. All right, all right. Catherine Rahees Boyd, she's president of the Western States Petroleum Association. About the insanity, in 45 minutes, there's a flex alert. You're not, you're supposed to reduce your electrical usage, or we're going to have blackouts today. Uh, it's going to go on for a week. And in fact, you're not supposed to plug in your electric car. And this comes a week after he issued his proclamation that no electric, uh, no uh, gas-powered cars will be sold here in 2035. It's if it sounds nuts, it's because it's nuts. You're not crazy. Catherine's not crazy. I'm not crazy. All right? We're telling you the truth. That's the state of things right now. We'll talk about the electrical grid's role in all this coming up. John and Ken, KFI. Uh, hey, John. All right, Catherine, I, I know you primarily deal with uh, gas and, and, and oil, but that feeds the electric, electrical system here. Um, and we're running short of electricity. And what I read the other day is when it came to electric cars, uh, we need by 2030 1.2 million charging stations and we only have 80,000 and out of the 80,000 there's only 7,000 fast charging stations which means that most of these charging stations it'll take you many hours to recharge it, that that's all true right i keep re re reading this it's it, it's all true john and you're very good at math a plus b does not equal c here and you know from 4 to 9 p.m. everybody knows the system's stressed why? Because the demand for electricity is high and there's less solar energy available. Sun doesn't shine all the time and we haven't cracked the nut of battery storage yet. So instead of being prepared for that, right, instead of having backup generation, instead of making sure the system can operate no matter what, whether the sun shines all the time or the wind blows all that, we should have a system in the, in the largest economy that we are to be able to deal with our electricity demands. And instead, what we do is not have backup plans, and then we have to put in flex alerts that require people to do everything you just said. Again, well, just, just, just like the ban on internal combustion engines before you're ready, this is exactly the same thing. And nobody's saying we're against renewables. Renewables are wonderful as long as they're reliable and they're not. What are we going to do if millions of people buy these electric cars and we don't have the charging stations that work quickly and reliably without these flex alert rules. How are people going to get they around? Would, they're not. And they're going to be very frustrated and completely, you know, at some point, I, at some point there's got to be a revolt because if people can't move, they can't get from A to B affordably, reliably, you know, they can't turn their lights on and heat and cool their homes. I mean, 
you can say whatever largest economy you want, but if we can't have the quality of life that this state should demand, then what do we have? Yeah, I've only been in one place where they had rolling blackouts regularly, and that's when I went on a safari in Central Africa. And we were at an airport at a three-hour layover, and the electricity was going off about every 15 or 20 minutes. And nowhere else having encountered this, but it looks like that's what's coming here in California, and it could be any day now. Yeah, it could be any day now because we don't have a plan. We could have a plan, but we don't have a plan. And our plan is then to require everybody to deal with the fact that we don't have a plan and that they deal with that through these flex alerts where people have to not plug in, not turn their electricity on, not use their appliances, you know, not all these things, turn their thermostats, you know, higher during, you know, heat waves, not right, use your appliances. It's our fault. He blames either the weather or he blames us, not the government, for creating this yes. system. Yeah. Yes, it's it's very unfair and unfortunate where he places the blame because he should look at himself in the legislature where these decisions are made. And like I said in the previous, they are made for political reasons. They're not made in the best interest of this state. And that is a travesty. I, I can't believe the long list of energy sources he's ruled out. Nuclear, oil, gas, um, hydroelectric power is going to run short because of the water shortage. Uh, I mean, you, you you can't cross everything off the list. Coal, obviously, is really bad. I mean, that's five different sources of energy that he doesn't want used. Well, and he continues to forget that the biggest, the biggest reduction in greenhouse gas emissions, bar none, is using natural gas. Bar none. That is where the benefits of this nation have come from. And... He wants that eliminated completely. And it's very plentiful, cheap, yeah. reliable. Affordable. All the things the rest of the world is absolutely clamoring for. So, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I don't want to get it. I really would wish we had leadership that would sit down with the stakeholders to figure out a plan that works versus the one we have that doesn't. I don't think that's a big request, but it hasn't happened. Catherine, thanks for coming on with us. We'll talk with you again. Thank you, John. All right. Catherine Reheis Boyd, and she's president of the Western States Petroleum Association. John and Ken Show, KFI. All right. We'll have more on the uh, power situation coming up at 4 o'clock with Alex Stone, ABC News, uh, from how partly his report will cover how much hotter it's going to get and how long. He's also going to go over Gavin Newsom's address that we carried at 2 o'clock. So uh, we're going to see what happens this week uh, because uh, we're teetering right on the edge of blackouts and Newsom is very nervous. One blackout and he might be cooked as a presidential material. Um, the other big botch is our water supply. Uh, we're, we're way short of water and you can't just yell, well, it's a drought it's it's climate change. You know, again, droughts, very common on this land that now we call California before it was known as California. Uh, there were 
droughts that lasted uh, up to uh, 200 years each, two of them, from 850 to about uh, 1050 or so, and then from uh, the the late, uh, from around 1100, another 200 years beyond that. Um, you know, we had to get a chance, I'll, maybe I'll, I should do, make this a, like a, a monthly reading, almost like out of scripture, the history of droughts in California. And it's it's pretty stunning. It's, there's been a lot of them, hundreds of years, many of them 20 years at a time. So, you know, they can prattle on about climate change all they want. That might add a degree or two overall, but, you know, the first 110 degrees, that comes naturally, and it's always happened. And the lack of rain for a few years, three years maybe, try 20, try 200. And so now what we have is a big shortage of water. And another thing that we repeatedly point out is uh, there is a ballot initiative that uh, the, the majority passed in 2014 that allocated $7 billion to spend on uh, reservoir projects and other water retention ideas. And they have not spent any money. For eight years, the money has been sitting unborrowed, unspent. There's the authorization to borrow the money. We can spend the money. Uh, now, high-speed rail, they grabbed uh, that $10 billion or so real fast. And they've borrowed all of it and spent most of it. But when it came to the, the, the reservoir bonds, they never spent it. They never borrowed it. High-speed rail is completely unnecessary. The reservoirs are absolutely necessary. They are borrowing and spending all the high-speed rail money, none of the reservoir money. What is that? That's just incompetence. That's just boobery. So now we have a, a leaky pipe. It's called the Upper Feeder Pipeline, owned by the Metro, Metro, Metropolitan Water District, which takes water from the Colorado River to California. 36 miles and there was a leak in it and they came up with a temporary fix earlier this year and now they have to do a permanent fix and in order to do the permanent fix there's going to be less water coming into our region so they have asked and and you know what, what what's funny about the news because news has to put everything into shorthand uh they said well uh, cities like uh Burbank and Glendale will be affected. Uh, from September 6th to September 20th, you uh, can't can't water anything on your property while they repair this, this huge leak because they don't want what they describe as a catastrophic failure of that critical pipe. Um, otherwise, we have a real big emergency. So that's 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 all acceptable. I don't know how well they did maintenance, how well they checked these pipes all these years. I don't know why we got into a position of having a major pipe failure like this from the Colorado River. I mean, do they check anything anymore? I mean, there, there's water main breaks. There was a water main break around the corner from my house, maybe half mile away, less than a half mile. We've been drive, driving by it for weeks. The water's constantly leaking. The uh, the roadway started to collapse. There was a sinkhole, and they put cones up and yellow tape to cordon off the sinkhole, but 
Nobody's fixed the road, and nobody's fixed the leak. Uh, they made it sound, though, that it, it's a couple of cities. You know, I heard the same cities mentioned, you know, Beverly Hills and Burbank and Glendale. <clears throat> Actually, it's dozens of cities, and it's 4 million residents. It's 40% of L.A. County. And I see why they only mentioned a few, but there's a lot here. Um, I'll just go in alphabetical order for some of them so you get the idea. Altadena, Artesia, Bell, Bell Gardens, Bellflower, Beverly Hills, Burbank, Carson, Cerritos, Claremont, Compton, Covina, Commerce, Culver City, Diamond Bar, Cudahy, Downey. I can go on and on all the way to uh, Walnut Park. It's a lot of the county. For two weeks, you're not supposed to uh, water anything. And, of course, they tell you, to collect water from the shower or the bathtub. For some people, that'll that'll kill the plants. I don't I don't see how that would help. Um and and it's 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 15 days. Um they're doing it now because they don't want to do it in the wintertime. But again, the way news is covered, there's no context, there's no backdrop. It's not just that the water pipe broke. They don't explain why they didn't see this coming, right? Pipes don't break in a day. Pipes rot over the course of years and years. And we all have pipe leaks in our house, but at the same time, none of us can go crawling through the underbelly of our home or into the walls of our home to check on the pipes. So when a pipe blows, we have to deal with the leak or the flood. Not our fault, really. It's not practical. But it should be practical for them to check on a 36-mile pipe, don't they have sensors? Don't they have computers? Don't they have, is anybody awake? And again, if we had at least spent the billions of dollars on the reservoirs and the other water storage ideas, maybe this would be less of a problem. Maybe we should be spending $70 billion on this. But again, that's never discussed out loud. So now we have water rationing for 40% of the county. We have electricity rationing, power rationing for everybody in the state at the same time. And don't, isn't there a little part of you that questions the people that are running the state? That maybe they're a bunch of boobs or corrupt, incompetent? I I mean, how how could you screw up the water supply? And the power supply. And what are you what are you just gonna yell? Drought, drought, drought. What are you gonna do if the drought lasts 20 years? You know there's no plan to deal with that. What if it lasts 20 years? What are you gonna do? It's amazing. John and Ken show KFI. Uh coming up after uh, four o'clock, talk to Alex Stone about the uh, flex alert, which is now just uh, nine minutes away. Yeah. We all have to participate in the flex alert and unplug things. You wouldn't want Gavin Newsom to miss out on being president because there was a blackout in California. It's 112 degrees in Woodland Hills right now. 112? 112. uh, You have the air conditioning on for your dogs, right? Yes. Uh, The flex alert, though, kicks in in just uh, Forget the flex alert. (laughs) 112? It's either your dogs or Gavin Newsom's political career. Uh, my dogs are going to win. <laughs> no offense to the governor, but <laughs> I'm not going to have my dogs melting. What is uh, 
What is like the max temperature for dogs to store dogs? <laughs> store dogs? Yeah. Uh, I, like I if it got up to 80 in your house, would that be bad for the dogs? I have lizards. The lizards don't care. The reason, if it's 112, I, the lizards are happy. probably be okay. Yeah, well, dogs are different. Yeah. I'm sure my dogs would be panting. Yeah. Well, we can't we can't risk your dogs. No, they're better, too precious. Better to risk Newsom. <laughs> um, anyway, Alex will be on. Here's a story, and, uh, you know, uh, after Labor Day, I think the mayor's race will really kick in uh, between Rick Caruso and Karen Bass. Bass is doing better than Caruso in the polls. Uh here is a report. Uh, it's only a TV report from Steve Patterson with uh, NBC News on how the crime is so high in Los Angeles that now Hollywood executives are getting nervous. See what this is about. According to police, security camera footage showing a man holding a wooden crucifix as he pried open a window to a Catholic school and stole the school's field trip fund, totaling thousands of dollars. Police are still searching for the suspect. Just the latest striking video of crime in Southern California, thefts in broad daylight, and this surveillance video that shows a group from a street takeover ransacking and looting a 7-Eleven grocery store. This coming after another crime spree at a series of L.A. 7-Elevens last month, which left multiple people injured and two dead, including one store clerk, his girlfriend, speaking to NBC L.A. There's no sense. Even if they took things, like, it wasn't worth what they took from me. Los Angeles has seen a rise in violent crime of 13.9% since the start of the pandemic. Homicide this year up 27% since the same time in 2020 and on pace with last year, according to the LAPD. The high-profile crimes warring figures in Hollywood's entertainment industry. And this week, the creator of Entourage, a show that many call a love letter to Los Angeles, seems fed up with the city. It's literally insane. I'm reading home invasions and Uh, cars being stolen. I'm literally, I'm going to the desert and I am not running back. Doug Allen saying this on his show, Victory, the podcast, at one point even saying it may be time for him to leave the city. I I won't be in L.A. I'll be somewhere else. I'm not going to live here. I'm not going to raise a kid Uh, in L.A. Sad, you know. I mean, there's been shootings, you know, every day. A far cry from the glitz and glam of Hollywood portrayed on his HBO show that ran for eight seasons in the early 2000s. I need at least a $20 million commitment from each one of those guys. Everything high class and highly enticing. The producer walking back the comments a bit on Instagram, saying, quote, I wouldn't call it fleeing. I'm just going to go to the desert for a bit to find peace in some answers like Vince did. You don't believe I'm a good actor? But he's not the first industry creative to sound the alarm about the increase in crime. The murder of 30-year-old boxing trainer Azuma Bennett this month outside a marijuana dispensary in the city prompting outcry. One of Bennett's boxing clients, actor Frank Grillo of Avengers fame. I don't know what's happened to Los Angeles where, you know, a beautiful guy like this shot and killed over nothing. So far, the LAPD has not released a suspect or a motive. I don't know about you, but uh, a lot of my friends are talking about this more than ever, being terrified of the crime. Uh, A friend of my wife, she said uh, a woman was mugged, robbed last week, going to LACMA Museum. Uh, Never saw it coming. Ran up, grabbed her bag, ran off. It's totally out of control. I worry about it all the time. And there's a, a lot of people who don't feel like walking out at night anymore and shopping, going to restaurants. They're worried about the kind of cars they have. 
Women are worried about what they're wearing. Oh, I know. And a lot of women aren't even wearing their wedding rings anymore. I was talking to somebody at a mall uh, a while ago, and, yeah, people are, are making these drastic changes because of the crime. Mm. And so I always ask the same question. Are any of these people connecting how they're changing their lives and the fear that they feel to the votes uh, that they make? Like November, we get to vote for a lot of new people if we want to. Is anybody going to change their votes? I mean, you got you got Bob Hertzberg still at this moment trying to sell zero bail in Sacramento. Who's voting for him? You got Newsom botching up the uh, power grid. You got water supplies being cut to 40% of L.A. County. You got so many people nervous and scared about all the crazy criminals running around. And then all the homeless laying in the streets. Does anybody connect to the votes? It's ultimately, it's our fault. We can rail about Newsom and Gascon and Hertzberg. We can go on and on about how terrible they are. But every one of them was put in with a majority vote. Thousands, tens of thousands, millions of votes in Newsom's case. It's us. We're picking these policies. Human nature is really strange. All right, Alex Stone, when we come back to talk about um, the heat wave, the drought, the power shortage, all that. John and Ken show Deborah Mark has the news. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids. No plug needed. Right, let's go. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. <laughs> you can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Oh, oh, oh. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero.